What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling. With four angel babies myself and two rainbow babies here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. And before we begin, huge shout out to the Radis fam on the internet the lamb fam for supporting the sponsors who support our show so we can continue to provide this weekly for free hey guys before we start i wanted to talk a little bit about my vitro it probably sounds familiar as i've talked about it on this podcast before as well as had danielle hall on an episode herself danielle has had three miscarriages and two rounds of ivf and she started my vitro to help other women struggling with infertility. So she was frustrated with the options available to store her expensive fertility medications. So she created the Fertility Caddy to organize all the needles, vials, injectable pens, and supplies that are necessary for treatment cycles. So feel prepared and get ready to take control when that giant box of drugs shows up on your doorstep. And with the code LAM, L-A-M, you can get a free injection trainer with your purchase. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Kylie and Garrett Grant on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about them and their story. I am just going to toss it at you guys. Start wherever you would like. Yeah, so maybe I will um, start by kind of introducing us. Um, and my husband Garrett's here as well, and he can jump in and add um, wherever he feels the need to, but we are, um, we've been married two and a half years. We're kind of a young couple. I'm 22 and my husband's 27. And we originally started, well, we didn't want to really have kids about until about two years into our marriage. We do have a baby now. He's our rainbow baby. His name's Crew and he's three months old. Um, but initially when we got married, I had an IUD put in because, um, we didn't want to start trying for kids for a while. And about nine, nine months into our marriage, we found out I was pregnant on the IUD. And that was crazy. It was actually last, the 4th of July last year. So actually on the day before, July 3rd, we, I just had this weird feeling that maybe I should take a pregnancy test. And I didn't have any symptoms, really no reason to have that feeling other than it was just a feeling. And so I bought one at the store and at 11 o'clock at night, I took it and I kind of, my husband was out working on his car and I kind of chuckled at the fact that I even took it because it was such a silly idea. But I took it and I went back and looked at it and it was positive and like, not just slightly positive, like it was clearly positive. So I took another one and it was also positive. And so I ran out and showed my husband and he it was late at night, so he shined his flashlight on it and was like, go take another one. And so I took the third one, and it was just as positive as the first two. <laughs> and we kind of started to panic because being pregnant on an IUD, we didn't know much about, but we knew it wasn't a good thing. And it was late at night, so I called over to the hospital, and the nurse on call there said, well, tomorrow's the holiday, so you'll have to come to the ER so come on to the ER in the morning and we'll kind of go from there. So we drove to the ER next, the next morning 
and we had had plans, it was 4th of July, so we had had plans with family, and I was just making up excuses as to why we weren't there, and I said, well, because both of us work at the ho had worked at the hospital at that point, and so I said, well, there was something for work or something for school that we had to go in for, sorry, we can't make it, and I kept pushing it and pushing it and then eventually canceling this um, holiday breakfast we planned because we spent four hours in the emergency room. Um, we got an HCG test. It came back as I think 68, if I remember right. And they tried to do an ultrasound. They couldn't see anything. They couldn't see um, any baby. They couldn't see the IUD. Like it, they just couldn't see anything. So we, they kind of told us with this type of, with this setting of HCG, it's either going to be a miscarriage or a tubal pregnancy. And that was kind of the options we had. It wasn't, it never really was going to be a good pregnancy. So we went home and we kept, we just went to holiday gatherings that day. We went to, we went to my family's dinners and we went to my husband's family um, party and went to fireworks with them and we didn't say anything. And I even had a couple of my husband's siblings ask me if I was pregnant that day. And we just, we said, no, we didn't say anything. We were so much in shock, but also we didn't know what to say because this wasn't gonna be a successful pregnancy. And we just didn't know anything at that point. So the um, days went on and we went and got some HCG tests every 48, 72 hours. Um, and they, it stayed the same for a day or two and then it started dropping which is like sad as it is it was like a sigh of relief when it dropped because I knew it was a miscarriage which is so sad to say that's almost what you hoped for but when it was between a miscarriage and a tubal pregnancy I almost wanted that miscarriage because my doctor told me if it's a tubal pregnancy you know, we may have to do surgery. There may be, well, you might have to take the methotrexate. And all those options I just didn't want to do. For some reason, I felt like um, I would have had a harder time healing mentally if I had to do that. And so in that way, like we were so broken, but it was like such a relief to see those numbers drop and see that it was going to happen naturally. So that was hard but um you know we worked through it and that made us decide like oh yeah we do want a baby you know even though this child was unplanned it was something that we really grieved um and had a hard time with so we decided that we did want a baby and we started trying again when we could um and it didn't take us long to get pregnant luckily we were kind of blessed that we could get pregnant easily um we had a hard time keeping the pregnancy but we could get pregnant easily so a couple months later on the 1st of October, we found out we were pregnant again. And this time it was really exciting because it was planned and I thought, you know, we're young and nothing can happen. Again, the chances of having two miscarriages, you know, I'm only 20 years old, it's not gonna happen. Well, we, I scheduled my six week appointment with my OB and we were hopeful and everything until then. And the night before my six week appointment, I started spotting and we, I don't know, we were kind of at that point, we kind of knew what was gonna happen, but we went in the next day and the doctor just told us, you know, let's watch and wait and we'll schedule an ultrasound. 
and kind of go from there. And I think that was in the morning that afternoon, it kind of started to happen. It, it was then a miscarriage and I kept calling over to the doctor's office and saying, hey, you know, this is what's happening. There's a lot of bleeding. This, I think I'm having a miscarriage. I've had one before. And they said, the nurse just kept saying, well, call us if anything changes. I'll put it in the chart notes. The doctor will call you back and we have to give you like a 24 hour window that he might call you back in. And it just kept happening. And every almost 20 to 30 minutes, I would call and say, it's getting worse. You know, what should I do? And it was the same answer. And my husband was at work at this point. And so it was the same thing. I was calling him and saying, it's getting worse. Um, what should we do? And eventually I ended up calling over and explaining my symptoms. And they finally said, well, you need to get to yourself to the emergency room. Do you have your husband there to drive you? And I said, no, he's already at the hospital. He works there and I'll get myself up there. And so I called him, we met each other at the ER and we spent another probably five or six hours there in the ER where most of the miscarriage happened. And it was interesting, the nurses and stuff, they were also like hopeful. We had one nurse say like, oh, well, I've seen this much, this amount of blood and it didn't turn out in a miscarriage, it might be fine. But I don't know, I knew just because we'd been through it before that it wasn't fine. And so we um, spent the five or six hours there, had a lot of ultrasounds and left knowing basically that we had miscarried. And we, um, so the next day my doctor called me and was like, well, I saw the numbers, the HCG numbers from the hospital, you're probably gonna have a miscarriage. And I said, yep, well, we did have a miscarriage. So that happened um, October 16th of 2019, which was exactly one week before my 21st birthday. Um, so we kind of worked through that again. We didn't tell anyone. We did end up, my brother, my husband has two siblings, um, two twin sisters that we did talk to quite a bit. And we talked to um, some of his siblings, some of our family members that we knew had gone through miscarriage and they were really um, helpful, but we had a really hard time telling anyone else. I never, um, it took me a long time to tell anyone in my family because in my mind it was just too painful and I knew like how bad we hurt and I didn't want to put that grief or cause anyone to feel the way that we felt. And I don't know, you always imagine announcing a pregnancy, but announcing a miscarriage when no one knew you were pregnant is a really hard thing to do and it was hard to bring myself to do that. So we continued just to keep it on down low and not tell the people that were closest to us. But we um, decided we wanted to keep trying. And just my thought was, if I have to have miscarriages, I would rather go through it all at once and have this big bulk of pain. <laughs> so I'm not gonna stop trying. And then um, hopefully that happy ending and that rainbow baby will come quicker. So we kept trying. I went to a fertility specialist and it was interesting. It was for both me and my husband. He was at school, so he didn't make it to the appointment. So I went alone. And, um, you know, I'm a 20-year-old that walks into a fertility specialist. And they treated me pretty bad. I was pretty surprised. Um, they walked in and probably didn't spend more than 10, 15 minutes with me and said, well, 
you're 20 years old, how many kids do you want to have? And I said, well, we don't know, but maybe three or four. We don't want a ton of kids. And they said, well, you're 20. You'll have plenty of time to have three or four kids with some miscarriages in there before, you know, before you're done having kids, before you can stop. And I just thought how, like, that's not what I wanted to hear. Miscarriages are a big deal. And I don't want to have another one. That's why I went to a fertility specialist. Um, but I was just completely pushed aside. And they basically just told me, well, you'll, you're young. You can do it. And I thought that was a terrible way to be treated. And that was really hard for me. But I did end up telling them that I wanted to be put on progesterone. And they did prescribe that to me. Um, and so we started trying again. And on January 5th, uh, this year we found out we were pregnant again and January 5th has a really um, kind of special meaning to our family because January 5th of last year 2019 my sister-in-law Courtney passed away to cancer she was only 26 and um, it was really heartbreaking it was a hard struggle she went through but for some reason that January 5th date gave me hope I felt like it was a sign from her that everything was going to be okay. So we went on. Um, everything was looking good. My HCG rose how it should. And at eight weeks, we announced to our families. Um, and that was super exciting. And then just two weeks later, at 10 weeks, I started bleeding. And it wasn't just spotting, it was like bleeding. And I immediately, like our hearts sank. We'd been through that before, we knew what was going to happen. And it was late at night, so the next day I had a doctor's appointment, so we just waited until then. And I remember walking out to the car and my husband saying, well, what do you think it's going to be? And I said, well, it's going to be a miscarriage. We've done this before. I know how it works. And we got to the doctor and by some miracle, it wasn't like the baby was fine. The heartbeat, everything was fine. They said, well, it was probably kind of just like a little blood sack, almost like a blood blister that had burst and everything was fine. So we um, went on with that pregnancy. Everything turned out well, and my son was born 9-11 of 2020, so only about three months ago. And that was an amazing experience. Being pregnant um, after miscarriage and pregnant during the pandemic was really hard. I don't think there was ever a time that I really felt safe in like that it would be okay. We Everything looked good. We had a great pregnancy, but I always felt, I don't know, I always thought something was going to go wrong. Um, it never did. We had a really rough delivery. Um, I, both of us, we always say both of us kind of, it's a miracle we survived, but we had a rough delivery and we're having to see um, by a high-risk team, which in a way, I kind of almost look at the miscarriages as a blessing to in that because because of my two miscarriages I was seen all through my pregnancy by a high-risk OB and then during delivery I needed that high-risk team obviously they would have gotten one in but it was such a blessing to already have those people there um, that were able to really help us out and make sure our son and myself was safe so that's kind of how our miscarriages happened we decided to um, share our story and it took me a long time to decide to do this um, there's many family members that still don't know 
We've told people since then, and that's always been a hard thing. It's been hard to see how people react and how, you know, no one knows what to say. And sometimes people say hurtful things that they don't mean. And so every time we tell someone, it's really hard. But I'm learning that we can bless people through this because um, we've been through a trial and we've had to go through something hard. And so we can bless someone that's also having to go through that. And that was really helpful to me is finding this community and finding other women, other family members that had been through this and felt this pain um, helped me so much. And even since my miscarriages, I've had a couple of friends that have had to go through it. And I don't know, being able to help them, I still, even having been through two miscarriages, I still don't know what to say um, when it happens to someone. I feel like it's a hard topic but um it has been good for us to share and talk to people about it and hopefully help someone else through this um that was it was a hard thing to say but one thing that really inspired me to come on here and talk and to start sharing our story is when we did have our miscarriages we found out that there is this taboo awkwardness around miscarriage that I don't think should be there because a lot of women have miscarriages. And I suddenly started finding out all these women that I knew had had miscarriages, been through it, but it was like this taboo subject. We're kind of told just, you know, keep your head down, get through it, forget about it, move on. And I think that's horrible. I think these, um, I mean, I think there's these babies that need to be remembered, but as well as um, our mental health. We do better when we can talk about something, and miscarriage is not something we can talk about, which is sad even, um, you know, here in 2020 when we should be able to talk about anything, and we can't talk about a miscarriage, and so I want that to change. I don't want, I don't want it to be taboo. I don't want people to feel awkward bringing it up. Um, I want it to be something that we can all talk about and get through together. Um, one thing that we have kind of an interesting idea on um, that many might not, but um, as I've been through the past year and a half now of kind of going through this and being in this time in my life, I've learned to be grateful for, even grateful for my miscarriages, which is kind of a crazy thing to say, and it might seem weird, and I don't know, that might even... I don't know, seem hurtful, but it's not. We were, it was really hard. We went through hard things, um, but I think trials make us better. Like I said, because of this trial, we can help others. I think it made us better people. Um, it strengthened our relationship. It made us better parents now, and it gave us our son. If um, these two first two pregnancies had worked out, our son wouldn't be who he is. Um, that would be a different baby. And I just know that things happen for a reason. We, um, we've had many family members that have struggled with infertility. Um, some that may have, that have not ever been able to have kids. Um, we have other family members that had to wait a very, very long time and then eventually adopt. And I think they'd almost say the same, that if they hadn't been through the struggles they've been through, they wouldn't have the beautiful kids that they have now. So as hard as it is, we, um, we're, we're grateful for it. We're grateful for the struggles we had to go through. We're grateful for the people that we've become. And we're grateful for our son and who he is. And we, I do recognize that, like I said, my family's been through a lot of infertility. 
and I know people go through worse. Um, I know a lot of people have said to me, you know, at least, at least you're only six weeks along, at least there's always the at least, but I think no matter what you go through, it's hard. Everyone has their own trials um, that are hard to them and that are challenging. And so I do recognize so many people go through so worse and there's many people that never have children and my heart goes out to them and breaks for them. Um, but we all, we all have our trials in life and I believe that the trials we're given is the ones we can handle. But it truly was, I think, the worst moments of our life were in that miscarriage and watching each other struggle through it. But I think the best moments were our son and having him. And we've been very blessed that we were able to have him. And so quickly, we, I was pregnant three times in six months. And so we went through a lot of heartache very quickly, but we also were able to have our son very quickly. And I know that many people don't get... Um, get over it and get be able to have a child that quickly. So I think we are incredibly blessed in that. And that's really what helped us heal and helped us get through this. But it really was the worst and best moments of our life that all happened so quickly. Um, that's kind of our story. I don't know if my husband has any things to add, um, what he would like to say or touch on that. Um, yeah, so won't add too much to the story because I think Kylie did a good job explaining all that and uh, she was earlier this uh, morning she's wondering if I would willing to jump on and talk a little bit about it and so I decided to do that and I guess just to add to uh, what she said I think um, as the husband really the hardest thing is watching your wife go through that so it was really difficult to see um, Kylie go through those challenges. And, um, you know, we weren't initially planning on having a kid. And as Kylie mentioned, we got pregnant on the IUD. And so that was a pretty big shock for us. Um, but, you know, despite the fact that that wasn't really planned, Kylie, she's been wanting to have her, or was really looking forward to having a kid in our marriage. Um, maybe not, wasn't planning on it for that time, but it was something that she really looked forward to and was excited to have happen eventually. Um, so kind of having that, I guess, be thrown on us out of the blue was a surprise, but it's something that she was excited for. And then I think going through a miscarriage and then shortly after that, going through another one was really difficult, um, particularly with, I guess, her getting those concerns that, well, you know, I, I'm young, but like Kylie mentioned, we have family members who have had a difficult time getting pregnant or were, or were unable to. And so there's always that concern of, you know, this has happened one or two times. Um, is it going to keep happening? And I think that was really the biggest concern that that we had is, you know, how, how long is this going to go on? Or are we ever going to be able to have a kid? Um, so, I mean, as Kylie mentioned, things really worked out well for us. Um, despite everything, it was kind of a growing experience, and I think it helped prepare us a little bit more for um, having our son now. And I guess I can just add a little bit with the idea of um, around there being a little bit of a taboo around speaking about miscarriage. I think that's something that's really hard, particularly on, on the women. Um, 
go through this is because it's difficult to talk to people about it. Um, no one, for the most part, knows how to react when you tell them. And, and especially today, there, there's a big focus on mental health and being able to speak about things and having those outlets. And I think that's very good for people. But with miscarriage, that's not that common. Um, not many people have the opportunity to talk about it. And I think that ultimately makes things a lot more difficult on families and on parents. Um, and <clears throat> Kylie mentioned how my family, um, particularly I have a sister who's, um, they went about 10 years, I think, without being able to have a kid. And they've shared, shared their story a lot um, lately. Um, I think they've went through multiple rounds of IVF, everything that, multiple miscarriages. yeah, multiple miscarriages. So seeing that on my side of the family, um, I guess made me a little bit more familiar with, I guess the process and some of that emotional ice stress and strain that it brings. But with them, they've in the last two years have had things work out and some amazing ways and they have three kids now that they've uh, were able to adopt and so I guess the one of the big things with it is you know things do eventually work out um, Kylie and I were lucky because things worked out quickly for us we didn't have to wait long we didn't know that while going through things at the time and that's the hard part is you know you, you kind of hold out that hope that everything will work out but you don't know when that'll happen until it does so the time you don't know, well, is this going to be another another half a year, another five years, 10 years, or is it ever going to work out? And it's kind of that uncertainty that makes it difficult. Um, but what I've seen with us and with others is that ultimately everything will work out. And you'll be able to find happiness again. I think that's the biggest point is that working out. Um, sometimes that means that you still won't have kids. We have many family members that have struggled and never were able to have kids. But I think that idea of working out, it's that you will find happiness in your life um, and it won't always be so hard. You won't always be so hopeless and um, down about it. Yeah, um, I think another big thing too, that just in general in our society that does make it difficult is people don't have many resources. They don't have many people to reach out to with miscarriage because of that stigma around it. Um, I believe about one in four pregnancies, they estimate, end in a miscarriage. So it's such a common thing. Um, it's a common thing that really does bring a lot of emotional stress to people's lives. And I think just being able to talk about it like this and share your story helps other people. Um, I know that particularly for us and for Kylie, being able to talk to my sister, I think was extremely beneficial to her because, you know, you get to talk what other people went through and where their life is now. And it gives you a little bit of hope. And yeah, yeah. I think talking to someone that's been through it is so powerful. Um, you know, most, most of the people I know haven't been through it and it's good to talk to them and it's comforting and stuff, but there's so much power in talking to a person or a community that has been there before and it's been through your pain and knows those dark moments, whether it be in the ER or whether it be at your house. Um, and you know, those moments in your relationship that come from this miscarriage and be able to know that so well and so personal, it's so helpful. So that's why I, you know, love this community and this podcast and what it's doing for people. 
I have a friend that um, suffered a miscarriage recently, and she told me that she listens to this podcast every day to get her through this. And that's kind of really what pushed me over the edge to do this, is if it can help one person, um, you know, one person that maybe has a similar story to us, one person that maybe is young or, you know, got pregnant by accident, and then it turned into all of this. Um, that's kind of why we would want to do it, is if we can just help someone, because I think we wanted so badly someone to help us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And honestly, I can relate so much to your guys' story. Um, the, especially when you said that you feel grateful because, um, when I first shared my story, it ended up going viral because I mentioned that I was grateful for it. And the reason why I was grateful for it, and I feel like you guys can probably relate to this is it really made me realize, uh, how badly I did want children because at the time I wasn't sure if I was ready. Um, but when I went through that, I was like, okay, yeah, like I am ready and I'm very grateful for that. So thank you guys so much for sharing your story. I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Yeah. Um, maybe both of us can kind of share what we would think. Do you want to go Um, first? Yeah. So I guess the, the biggest thing is don't give up hope. Um, you know, whatever it is, you don't know how things will work out in the end, whether it'll work out how you want or not. But I think eventually things do sort themselves out. And there's always something to gain from trials that we go through. And depending on how you approach that, um, you can either let that build you up or tear you down. And so I think throughout life, um, you kind of hold out hope and that can carry you pretty far. And then as well, I think another big thing is just be available to other people. So whether it's something like this with a a miscarriage, being able to talk about or really anything um, when someone else is struggling, or if you feel that there's an opportunity to reach out to someone um, and share your story, I think that's extremely beneficial to those people. And you don't know, how you can help people or how you will but I think being available for that and being open to reaching out is very important and that um, it ultimately can make a big difference in your life and others so yeah I think my piece of advice um, would be to kind of find your rainbow we always talk about the rainbow babies but I think we can find rainbows before that and um, just bright spots in our life that can help us we um, kind of took a page out of our brother and sister-in-law's book, um, not as much as they did, but when, whenever they went through a struggle, um, they went on a trip, and that was kind of their rainbow, is their happy spot, is we're going to go travel, um, we're going to celebrate that we can keep trying, um, and that things will eventually work out, so we, um, it kind of was unplanned, but worked out well. After our first miscarriage, we went on a trip to Oregon, and that was healing to us. Um, it was healing to be somewhere different, and to just take a minute to breathe and get away from life. And after our second, um, we just were from Utah. We went down to Southern Utah and we just tried to get away. We tried to get into the mountains. We tried to, you know, just take a breather, get away from life. And I think being able to, whether it's traveling, whether it's hiking, whether it's exercise, whatever your thing is, is make that your rainbow, go do it. And um, just take a break, take a breather, be able to forget about life and find joy in your trials, which is hard, but I think you can do it. We've been able to do it. And that's my best advice to people. It's just find joy. 
Absolutely. I, I can relate to your guys' story so much. My husband and I do. We, that was like our kind of like rainbow in the middle of all of it was just getting away small little, even staycations. Um, so thank you so much for doing this. You guys, I'm so happy that you felt the pull to share and hopefully it was healing for you guys as well. But I know that it's going to be super powerful for everybody listening. If somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. My name, I believe, I don't know my tag. It's just Kylie Grant or Kylie Cloward Grant on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and yeah, anyone's welcome to message us. Yep. It's just Kylie Cloward Grant on Instagram. Awesome. And I'll link that in the description of this episode as well. So thank you so much again, you guys, you guys are awesome and congratulations. Three months old. So, So happy for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to share your life after miscarriage story, go to ShellyMetling.com, click on the life after miscarriage tab and add yourself right to the recording schedule. And I can't wait to chat with you soon. Thank you.